0: in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I want to introduce you to someone today that I don't think any of you have met or most likely maybe even heard of. Uh, This is a picture of Harriet Thompson. Any of you familiar with Harriet Thompson? It didn't think so. Uh, Harriet Thompson uh, was an amazing woman. She actually just passed away two years ago in in 2017. But Harriet Thompson could be remembered for any number of things. She was an amazingly talented, gifted woman. She was a a beloved mother and wife, uh, but she was also a very accomplished pianist. She played at at some of the world, on some of the world's biggest stages, places like Carnegie Hall. And she was uh, renowned for her musical abilities. How I got to hear of her, though, was not for any of that, but for this, for her running. Uh, This is Harriet Thompson running the 2014 San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon. And in this picture, she is setting the world record for the oldest person to ever complete a marathon. She is 94 years old in this picture. Isn't that amazing? And she ran those 26.2 miles uh, in an astounding seven hours and 26 minutes. I mean, that is just amazing. <laughs> uh, 94 years old. Uh, what really stands out to me, though, and uh, amazes me just as, as much as that feat in itself is, is the fact that Harriet Thompson was not always a runner. I kind of assumed that, right? That she started running maybe as a kid and just kind of never stopped. <laughs> uh, but but really, she, she didn't begin running until she was 76 years old. Uh, as, as she tells it, in, in an article I read, she, she only started running because one day she was at choir rehearsal, actually, uh, at, at her church, uh, when one of her fellow choir members went around with a sheet of paper asking for donations. And this particular person was running a marathon of their own, I believe, and uh, was doing so as part of a charity team raising money, I think, for cancer. And Harriet watched this paper go around and this woman explain her story. And, and Harriet thought to herself, I could do that. <laughs> 76 years old, just says, I could, I could run a marathon, right? Like, no big big deal. And, and I hear that, I think, you know, she had really no good reason to run a marathon at this point in her life, and every probably good reason not to run it, right? She, she could have given every excuse, right? Lots of other ways to raise money for cancer. She could have written a check. I, I, I'm assuming she was a, a person of means with her background. She She could have made all sorts of excuses, right? Like, the time had just passed her by. 76 isn't the time in most of our lives that we begin doing crazy things like marathon running. She could have said the the time for that has come and, and gone. Someone else's turn. That's what you do when you're 26 or 36 or 46 or maybe even 56 or 66, but 76 to start this. She could have told herself that it was just too late for her. But she didn't do that. <laughs> I think what an amazing, inspiring attitude. Because the truth is we, we have all said it's too late for some of our hopes and dreams, haven't we? I mean, try to think back to maybe a a hope-filled, dream-filled time in your life. For many of us, that's early 20s, right? The world is before us. We haven't become jaded or beat down by failures yet. And and for many of us, that's a very hope-filled time. And I don't know what some of your hopes and dreams were in in those earlier days. Maybe it was just learning a language, right? You wanted to be able to speak a a foreign language. Or or maybe you thought that you wanted to travel the world and see things you had never seen. Or maybe you just wanted to live a life of purpose, and meaning. You didn't just want to clock in and clock out serving the man, but, but you wanted to give back in some sort of meaningful way, right? And, and I hope, I really hope that you accomplish some of those dreams, but I would guess some you've told yourself, it's just too late. The is gone, the energy isn't there, the time has passed you by. Maybe now you are just content to watch your family or, or your friends, your kids or your grandkids go about those hopes and dreams and, and that's okay with you, but you've told yourself for whatever reason that it's, it's just too late. The time is, is gone. You know, I, I think it would be really easy to kind of have that attitude, the attitude that says it's just too late. It would have been really easy for King Josiah and the people of Israel in our reading for today to have felt that way. Uh, King Josiah is, is one in a long list of kings of, of Israel. And he's actually one of the good guys. He, he's one of the really good kings. But what's interesting about Josiah is that before him came a whole string of bad. <laughs> uh, so Josiah's grandfather, we didn't hear about him today, but Josiah's granddad was a man named Manasseh, King Manasseh. And Manasseh was about as evil as evil gets. Uh, he, he did not follow in the ways of the Lord. He worshipped the sun and the moon and the stars and not only was he evil but he led the people of israel down his evil paths he he did some unthinkable things like he desecrated the temple of god god's home that dwelling place that place w- which was supposed to symbolize the love and the grace and the mercy of their creator manasseh filled it with all of these idols and altars to foreign false gods uh, Manasseh was a bad guy and his son, Amnon, was bad too. We don't know as much about him, but we we know that he followed in Manasseh's footsteps and even made things worse. And my, my point is, when it comes to Josiah, it, it would have been so easy to just go with the flow, right? This is who we are. <laughs> We've left God behind and, and maybe there was a time for turning around, but that time has long since passed. And after all, by Josiah's day, there had been all of these prophets pronouncing judgment upon the people of Israel for all of their evil sin. And it would have been easy for Josiah to say, you know what, we're, we're going to be judged anyway, so why change now? Won't God see through this change of heart for what it is, this hypocritical, just trying to get out of trouble, <laughs> right? It, it would have been so easy to say, we, we could have changed and maybe we should have changed, but but that time has come and it's gone and now it's just too late. Would have been easy for them to have that kind of attitude. It's easy for us to have that attitude in our spiritual lives, isn't it? Uh, Maybe there is someone in your life that hurt you deeply years ago, maybe decades ago, and you have been holding on to that guilt or that anger against that person for years and you have never forgiven them. And you tell yourself now, well, what's the point? It's the, the relationship is over, they don't want to talk to me and I don't really want to talk to them, so why bother forgiving now? It's, it's just too late. Or, or maybe there is some sin in your life that you just can't let go of and and you come to see it as just a part of who you are and it's really a habit now more than anything, maybe even an addiction, and, and you look at your life and you think, well, if I change now, won't God see through that after how much of I've enjoyed it? Won't I just seem like a hypocritical A hypocrite repenting after all this time. And so the time to change, it has come and it's passed. It's just too late. Or maybe some of you feel this way when it comes to reading the Bible. I can't tell you how many times as a pastor I've heard someone say something to me like, You know, I, I love coming to church and listening to sermons and going to Bible studies, but you know, Pastor, I'm just not much of a Bible reader. Right, and, and the impression is, I, I haven't read the Bible much and so I'm probably not going to start now. The, the time has come and it's gone. It's just not who I am. Or or maybe you feel this way with prayer, right? You know someone, a friend, uh, maybe someone at church who just seems to have this amazing prayer life and, and you just picture them with this, heavenly connection with God and, and their words are beautiful when you've heard them pray, but you just think, you know, that's not me. I'm, I'm just not much of a prayer and uh, it's just too late. Or or maybe it's something as simple as sitting down to do a family devotion. You've you've tried, you've, you've kind of stopped and started in fits and you just never really stuck and so the time for that has passed. You've, you've given up. It's just too late. Or maybe some of you are here today and and you feel like it's maybe just too late for your relationship with God. You're here today maybe because it's a habit or maybe someone brought you, but you, you look at your own life and you just think to yourself, it's too late for me. After what I've done and the dark places I've been, how could God ever love me? Would he really forgive me after everything I've done? You're, you're not sure and, or maybe you are sure that the time has passed you by. It's just too late. Well, you know, the thing about Josiah, uh, as I mentioned, was that he actually did not have that kind of defeated, it's too late attitude. And and we read all about it today. Rather than just following in the footsteps of his grandfather and father and actually a whole string of kings before them, Josiah doesn't say it's too late. In, In fact, Josiah begins to bring about all of these reforms to the people of Israel, he begins to kind of get them turned around from the dark paths that they were walking down. Uh, and one of the greatest reforms that Josiah did, and, and we read about it today, was this reformation of the temple. Remember, uh, his grandfather had filled it up with all of these altars and idols to false gods, as he bowed down to the sun and the moon and the stars and all sorts of different gods. But, but. Uh, Josiah goes about doing some spiritual spring cleaning and he, he clears all that out and then he, he equips the, the priests and the leaders of the temple with all of the material resources necessary to restore the temple to its glory. And, and while they're going about that reformation, something really amazing happens. In, in a drawer somewhere or a closet somewhere in the temple, they find the book of the law, the Torah. It was the book with all of God's commands given to the people, the ones that God gave out of love, so that the people would know how to get along with each other and how to live in a right relationship with their creator, right? This book had been utterly forgotten. I mean, not only were they not keeping the law, they didn't even know the law existed, right? It shows up and they're like, what is this? Uh, they'd forgotten all about it. Now, instead of opening it up, reading a few lines and kind of cringing and sticking it back in the drawer, like they could have, right? Uh, Josiah brings that book out into the open because it's not too late. And he has it read in front of the people. And, and the people, they hear this law and they obey it. And they, and they pledge themselves. We heard about this today. And they, and they promise that they will obey the law. They will keep God's commands and they'll begin to walk with him again. Right? It wasn't too late for Josiah and for the people of Israel. and You see, that's because it's never too late for God. The, the reason why Josiah and the people could turn to, to God after all this time is because God had never given up on them. In, in God's eyes, no one is a lost cause. None of us, none of you, are, are too far gone, right? For, for God, it's never too late. And it's it's that never too late attitude that would take Jesus all the way to the to the cross, where he would stretch out his arms for all people, for for people, no matter where they had been or or what they had done or or how late to the party they were. It doesn't matter to God. It's never too late for God. He he never gives up on you. And if it's never too late for God, then it ought to be never too late for us. So who is it? Call today on the phone to forgive. After all these years, it's still never too late and and restoration and redemption is still possible. Or or what is it? What is that one temptation or that one sin that you just haven't been able to shake? Because it's never too late to, to ask for forgiveness and to pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you and strengthen you against the attacks of Satan. It's never too late. It's never too late your brothers and sisters to start reading the bible i promise you that it might be confusing at first and you'll have a lot of questions you'll you'll scratch your head sometimes but it's never too late to open up that amazing beautiful exciting book and there are things there that god wants you to hear about and and love that he wants you to receive. So it's never too late to read the Bible. It's never too late to begin a life of prayer. So, so maybe this afternoon, it's time to sit down and fold your hands and bow your heads and just start talking and your words will be stumbling and you won't know what to say, but it's never too late. It's never too late to, to do those devotions with your family, to get into that habit. It's never too late to have a relationship with God, dear brothers and sisters. No matter where you've gone, or what you've done, God stretched to accept you and to love you and to forgive you. It truly is never, ever too late. In Jesus' name, amen.